0: I can I didn't come to Billy with my hand out. I came to Billy with a great concept, and I said, "Hey, I can put up some money for the project." Okay. So that's where you have to come correct these days. It's like you know, if you're going to like I'm a correct, you got to come you going to like a major network like ABC, NBC, these Hulu's and all like that, you're going to them, you know, with a concept, and then you you hoping that they would pick it up and choose you. But you got to go through so many damn hoops. And by by time you spent your wills trying to get this project made, made, you should have just finance put the money up yourself and you, you, it's, it's much faster. So we can't always rely on pitching something to a network and hoping it's like, if you want to do that, pitch to a network, but also still get private money to do your own projects. You gotta do both. Yeah. I wanna be
1: a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep nah. till I see a million every week. Yeah. I wanna be a billionaire. Uh, I ain't getting no sleep. Nah. I see a Billy every week. I wanna be a no sleep. Til I see a every week. I I gonna be a billionaire. A billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today I got a very special guest on my show, ladies and gentlemen. You in for a treat, so take some notes. This man is an actor producer, entrepreneur, has a new show coming out, House Out of Order. I'm talking about none other, Baron J. Littleton. How you doing, King? One time in the world, brother. Thank I you. for the vibes, man. man. Thank you for having me here, man. It's- Great to be amongst the living and speaking to you, man. Likewise, man. Thank you for coming through, man. I know this show's been long overdue, man. We've been trying to set it up for quite some time, but we finally here. We are here. Right, man. So how you doing, man? And this and that question goes a long way with these dark and challenging times amongst us, man. So how are you doing? Bro?
0: Man, I got to say, I'm on top of the world. Um, I'm doing excellent in life. I can't complain. Even if you try to complain, what's the reason to complain? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, good, good health. Health is the number one thing. I mean, good well. health. I mean, good fucking health. So that's number one, because without your health, what do you have? Just think about Steve Jobs. He had all those billions, but if he could have paid, if he said, i give you all my Apple stock, all my money to have my health back, he wouldn't have done that. Right. So I'm just thankful for God for waking me up this morning and giving me great health. You gotta take care of your body. It's important. That's like more important than anything else. Take care of your body. You take care of your body, taking you take care of your mind. That's why I drink my water. I do my walk I take my seat moss, get my minerals. That's what it's about.
1: Nah, same here, man. I just popped me a little Centrum from A to Zinc before I came over here. Where so. you get it from, right <laughs> there? <laughs> Walgreens. Walgreens, all right. Buy some Walgreens stock. You know right, exactly? that part. That yeah, part. Right. Ooh, I like where this conversation is going already. Yeah, exactly. But if, let's talk about the show first, man. You got a new show, House Out of Order, man. Where did this idea come from? What's the show about? Let's talk about that. House
0: Out of Order. Where did the idea come from? But the idea came from? Directly, me collaborating with my uh, co-creator uh, Chris Moore. So I, I wanted to do something, you know, you know, about a family that's dealing with, uh, you know, marriage, you know, having uh, having a wife, having a girlfriend, things of that nature. Because you really don't see that on TV. And some of the experiences came from my own personal life, and also came from other people's life that I observed. And then I just put it in a bowl, mixed it up, and it came out house out of order because the house is not in order; it's out of order, and it's about, you know, this uh, character named James, who is married, and he get a divorce from his wife. But you know how like when most people get a divorce, they be like, I'm not moving, like you better move, like I'm not moving, like I'm not moving, like, I'm not moving either. But they divorced, they still living in the same house, nobody wants to move. So they live in there, and he like, fuck it. You know what, he start dating someone else, and she's doing whatever she does, and he meets a girl, and he ends up marrying her, you know, in Vegas, you know, in, like low. Mm-hmm. And he brings her in, he moves her into the house. Because they divorced. You know they've been staying together for a year. He's like, "Hey, I told you, you need to move," mm-hmm. and she didn't move. So he brings in his uh, new wife. She's living there with his uh, kid from his, uh, from his kid from his, from his uh, uh, ex-wife, and she gets upset. And she's like, "Well, she moves in her mother-in-law, her, her mother, which is his mother-in-law. And she, they can't stand each other. She moves in, and it's just a freaking house
1: out of order." Oh my god! Yeah, but well, that sounds. Uh, <laughs> definitely out yeah. of order I don't see what type of order is going to happen right. in that place Somebody needs to move You know, you, you know, you know I, I've
0: been married uh, twice uh, Yeah, no, I've been married twice Yeah, so I've been divorced twice so. Yeah, yeah
1: so. it and be like that sometimes, man. Okay, well talk to me about the creative process, man I mean, I know you just don't come up with an idea now you got to show, you know, some steps You got to take place, you know, you got to hire the right people Hire the right team, you know, and put those hours in So what was that process like?
0: You know, during the uh, plan during the pandemic, you know, right. we we all had a lot of time on our hands. You know, I like that yeah. pandemic. Yeah, you know, sitting around thinking like, okay, what do I do? So during the pandemic, I, I created a lot of different things, and House Out of Water is one of them. So I called up Chris uh, Christopher Moore. He's a, a writer. He wrote on House of Pain. Worked with Tyler Perry. He did a lot of uh, writing on those shows. Nice. And also, he has Christopher Moore has a show coming out with uh, Tracy Edmonds. Uh, Deion Sanders' Wife and Queen Latifah, that's going to be on Netflix. I can't think of the name of it, but if you Google those names, the name of the movie would come up. Uh, and and the reason why I met Chris Moore, I met him through Xavier Cance because we did a sitcom four years ago called Miyakasa, Casa Mia Casa, and he was a writer on there, and that's how I met him. And I called him up because I like his writing style, he's easy to work with, he's calm, he's relaxed, he's a professor at USC, you know, he's a brother. And... Um, and we were just talking, about, I said, I want to do another show. Let's come up with an idea. So I'm throwing out ideas and brainstorming. And, uh, and then, then we said, no, we got it. So uh, I said, you know what? We'll right. I said, "We uh, wrote up the synopsis, the characters. And I said, write the first episode. We he wrote the first episode. And I said, okay, write two more. And then I said, no, I'm going to take this to... Uh, To Bentley Mm -hmm. Bentley Bentley Cow Evans Evans. Let me take this To Bentley Cow Evans You know Who's known for uh, Executive producing The Martin Show And the uh, Jimmy Fox Show Mm -hmm. And he owns a studio Called Harvest Studios Along with his partner uh, Trent Mm Gums. So I went over there And I was like Yo Got this idea for a show And um, It was dope I sent it to him They read it And then we were Trying to get it done But Bentley's schedule Was so packed up With all the different Other shows he was doing For all these other Different uh, networks and also mm-hmm. his personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we finally got an opening and, and he was like, wow, they like the show. Then ben, he said, you know what? And was probably said, uh, I think we should do this for, you uh, know, not for, because I was trying to produce it for an American cast. Mm-hmm. But they had some other thing, they had something in, in the back of their mind, they weren't telling me, but they were just kind of leaving me that way. You no, know we should do it for, uh, they said, have you casted the show yet? I was like, no, I haven't casted it yet. And I said, no, I haven't casted it yet. I said, I'm waiting. Uh, Oh, you guys! You know, know, what I should do, and and then and then uh, they said, uh, Billy would direct. I was like, Oh shit, Billy would direct the show. I'm like, Okay, that must be really good. Billy would to direct it because I'm just coming in like I was going to hire my own director. I was going to do everything myself. But when they came on board, they were supporting 100. You know, Billy came on to direct, and they helped produce it and get everything done. Um, And uh, he said that we 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 should go with the Caribbean cast because we have a relationship with uh, flow network mm-hmm. flow network is a network in the Caribbean mm-hmm. which is similar to spectrum or Comcast here in the United States but it's called flow over there so you got flow Jamaica flow Trinidad flow something else whether Caribbean country they are and they air our show on that network so it's real big over in the Caribbean mm-hmm. so it's like there's niches in the riches so riches in the niches one of those yeah <laughs> so it's over there and so the Caribbean people are yearning and they're hungry to see themselves on TV. They want to see themselves on TV not in a stereotypical way, but just in a regular life way. They just have to be characters that are uh, from Caribbean descent. So it's a big hit. And um, we shot the 10 episodes. It started off with just like... It started off, okay, we're going to do three episodes. They went from three to four episodes. They went from... After four days, we just did All right, let's do a season, then there's six episodes. So okay. we shot one season. And so the creative process is like, you know, you got you to be able to meet people halfway, you know, because Harvard Studios and Disney, they have what they want to do, you have what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you just come in the middle and you meet. Right. You know, like a marriage. You can't always get your way, they can't always get their way, but you want to do what's best for the project. Because I was supposed to play the character of Xavier mm-hmm. in the show, you know, I wrote myself in the show to play Xavier, because I'm like, no, I, I haven't acted in a while. I'm gonna get myself out there to be somewhere acting on the sitcom. But when they switched to Caribbean characters, it didn't make sense for me to be an American uh, in this in the, in, the, in the five major cast members. when it mm-hmm. worked, when it worked out, so that's when the ride, they came on board to play that role, and it's much better. See, and that's the difference between being a leader. You know, you can do what's best for the project and not have egos, like, oh no, I'm the executive producer, I'm the creator, I'm playing that role. No matter what, well, it would have probably messed up the show because it wouldn't have fit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes more sense that way. So um, they end up creating the character. I think Cardia, she ended up creating the character for me where I'm the bartender, bar mm-hmm. owner in the show. Yeah. So everybody comes, hang out at my bar, mm-hmm. you know, for comedy, to relax. And then their son, he must be a stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. So he gets a gig performing at the, uh, at, the, at the club. Right. So it still worked out perfect. I'm still in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the bartender, bar owner. And then I hire uh, this uh, lady named uh, Sir. Okay. She's a singer mm-hmm. and, and, and a bartender. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she hosts and she brings people in to perform. Mm-hmm. And Serp, her real name is uh, Jovan Marie in mm-hmm. real life. And she's an actual singer uh, in real life. Right. Uh, you can check her out on her Instagram for... Jovan Marie, the number four Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, Marie M-R-I-E, she's a very good artist and this was her first time acting mm-hmm. and people were like, oh wait this is your first time acting because she's so natural she's so good, you know right. what I'm saying and I think that came from her training and singing, you mm-hmm. know being trained as opera, you know, being to write lyrics and, you know, perform performing live, remembering lines because it's the same thing, you know you pre- and when you sing it and performing. Using your uh, vocals to, to express, right? But now you're still using your vocals, but now you have your body to express, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like it just came out before. Yeah, I'm like, she remember yeah. lines quick as hell. I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, yeah, she's very good.
1: Yeah, that's cool, man. And it's funny you mentioned that because you know, I wrote music as well, I still do. So it's like, as we're kind of training ourselves to memorize our lines when we perform, right. so. When I took, uh, you know, tried the acting stuff and started remembering my lines, it was easy for me as well because I was used to rehearsing and remembering lines. So I can see how her being a natural performer and remembering lines so easy comes natural because she was kind of breading herself for being in front of the camera from the beginning. So that's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. And, you know, congrats on you guys, man, putting that together, man. So when it comes to, when you actually decided, you got the project together, you decided to get Bentley involved, you know, what was the... um, how can I say this? How did you, what What does that type of budget looks like? You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to, okay, do you have to come to a gentleman like Brandon? Like, look, I got this much to produce this type of show. Show me what to do with it to execute. Is it that, that's how the conversation well, will
0: go? Well, right now, NBT uh, is called National Black Television. You can check them out online, nbt.me, nbtme.com. Uh, it's called National Black Television And you can download the app on your Roku Or your Apple or your Amazon Fire Stick To watch your shows Or you can download the app to watch your shows mm-hmm. So when I came to Bentley I, came, I didn't come to Bentley with my hand out I came to Bentley with a great concept And I said hey I can put up some money for the project Okay. So that's where you have to come correct these days It's like you know if You're going to like I'm a correct. You gotta come correct. If You're going to like a major network Like ABC, NBC, Hulu's and all like that You're going to them you know, with a concept. And then you, you hoping that they would pick it up and choose you. But you got to go through so many damn hoops. And by the time you just spent your wills trying to get this project make, made, you should have just financed it, put the money up yourself. And, you, you, it's, and it's much faster. And so we can't always rely on pitching something to a network and hoping. It's like, if you want to do that, pitch to a network, but also still get private money to do your own projects. You got to do both. I look at it as like being a farmer, mm. like if there were no grocery stores, what I'm going to do, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to eat anymore, but I'm going to figure out how to farm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out what seeds I need to get to soil, water it, things like that so that I can eat. And that's the same thing when producing a project. Mm. You got you to partner with other farmers so that you can produce the food so you can eat. Mm-hmm. So, and, so in TV and movies, you got to partner with other producers, writers and creators so that you guys can use your resources and money to get the project done. Right. So if all the grocery stores are just shut down, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop eating? Like, no, I'm going to be out there. Okay, what I'm going to do? You right. Figure out how you're going to figure out how to fucking produce it so you can eat. Right. So if you love acting, writing, producing, or being in front of the camera, or whatever, you need to figure out how to do it. Right. And and that's uh first of all, get getting access to capital, which is very challenging. Getting access to capital and putting together. Working with other uh, team members because you gotta bring something to the table, yeah. You definitely gotta
1: have skin in the game, bro. Like, that's and that's what it's about, you know. Because if people don't want to do things for free, you know, people's time is valuable, and now with COVID amongst us and this uncertainty of life, you know, even more so, right? Right. You know, you don't want to waste your time. So, when you come to someone of significance with a project, you know, you should have some skin in the game so they can take you more seriously, right? Yeah, and my train of
0: thought is that. You know, when we're doing these projects independently, we are not able to pay, you know, the crew and actors as as if they were working for these major networks. You're mm-hmm. not able to pay that, but people are able to come together. They see your vision and able to get a little something. They're okay with that because they're not only doing what they love to do. People are people came out here to be able to act, to be a to, to produce, to do production design, to do grip. So. They're not getting paid top dollar as if they're working for the majors, but you're getting something mm-hmm. and it's more family and it's more fun anyway. Mm-hmm. You're working with your own kind, your own people. Like on our sets, mm-hmm. we, we recruit and background. It's like 99, 99.9% all black people working. Right. You know, mm-hmm. when you, when you go outside of us, it's like the opposite. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be like, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so we are, we are able to get people, people like, you know what? They work for major studios and other networks. They're like, yo, we get paid more money when we work for them, but we take a pay cut and work here because it's so, because we working. we're doing it ourselves. we we owning it. We're part of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we're working with our own people, yeah. our own culture. We control it. Yeah, we control it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Hell yeah.
1: Hell yeah. But well, that's awesome. Man. And, and,
0: and also, I'm going to tell actors, you know, actors out there that got like big names, you know, like, you know, you got a big name a big following. A lot of those actors are not thinking like, uh, business people, they mm-hmm. think of like employees. They think like, well, I, since I have this name, I'm going to go to the network. The network just supposed to uh, give me a show, or or whatever. But but I don't understand why they don't take their money and, and produce their own show. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make sense to me. But they take their money and go buy that that corporations Bentley or Mercedes Benz and, or jewelry, mm-hmm. which they don't benefit from. Mm-hmm where they can take that money and benefit from a show that they own.
1: They own the IP. I, no, I agree 100%. I think more education, you know, given from you and other other um, entrepreneurs out, out there, I think highlighting that type of uh, education is what's going to move the needle forward because a lot of us, all we know is I want to be an actor, right? But in hindsight is you 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 want to be an employee, right? Like you say, I want this job, I wanna be an actor, that's the role I wanna play, that's the job I want. But there's so many roles within this entertainment business, even behind the camera. There's more roles behind the camera than in front. And a lot of people are not privy to that because all they see from for me, for example, I grew up in the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in the hood just Watching TV and all I see was in front of me, right? So that's what I want to do. I yeah. want to rap. I want to do that. Yeah. I don't see the grips. I don't see the producers. I'm not looking at the credits right. now. Yeah, but you know we're not we're not taught that. So it's like if more people talk about the you know the greatness behind the scenes and what you could do, I think that'll move the culture forward.
0: Yeah. On a point of that, uh, I'm the founder of the Baron J Foundation, and we work with underserved youth. We help transform their mindset using financial literacy, creative arts, immersive technology, and life skills. And we do our programming in the schools during classroom time, but some of that has changed since the COVID. So we do a lot of stuff at Zoom or pop-up workshops. But uh, how I got into one of the reasons what motivated me to do a sitcom is so that I could give students in high school and college an opportunity to job shadow and intern on our production. Nice. So we had at least about you know twenty students job shadow and intern on our TV sitcom House Out of Order. Mm. So they got a chance to. Uh, they work in uh, construction you know uh, set design camera sound hair and makeup uh wardrobe doing the test COVID kits you know doing doing many different uh, uh jobs on the set and then they're to talking to the uh, uh the people that are doing those jobs mm-hmm. and build those relationships you know doing call sheets so it, it was it was an amazing opportunity for them to give them that access and that opportunity to build their resume to build their confidence to build their awareness. Cause mm-hmm. I had, I kind of had the opportunity one time when I was 16, when I did a, uh, I was a PA mm-hmm. on a music video for Jay. It's I was part of a summer video workshop in Detroit when I was 16. And then our teacher knew the director that was producing the J video, mm. so he allowed us to go work on the uh, on the video shoot. You know how excited I was to work on a video shoot in Detroit at 16. <laughs> man, I was like, you I, was young kid. Kid. I was <laughs> like, man, when I went home that night, I was telling my uncles, my cousins, my I'm like, I just did this, I did that. I was so excited in the open four you know, the, the four, what did they call it go? The uh, what the, yeah, we have, tape, we have the four. To keep the table up. Oh, the the the, the stand. Uh, yeah, right. the stand. Yeah. yeah. Table So I try to find, I focus on four things, four major things that are important, and then everything else I just put on the table that's not really a priority. Okay. So like, you know, what I focus on right now is uh, the cannabis business. Okay. Uh, uh the TV business, outside of doing sitcoms. Um, my nonprofit. Okay. And then also. Um, Managing my artist Javon Marie. Mm-hmm. So those four things. Yeah. Anything else is not really a focus. If people come to me, I just put it on the table and I get to it when I can. Right. And, and, and one thing I do in balance is that I don't, I delegate a lot. I don't do everything. So I have partners. Like in my candidacy business, I have a partner. I have a master grower. You know, with the TV sitcoms have Harvest Studios. Mm-hmm. So it's not me doing everything. I can't, I can't get all this stuff done with just me. I'd fucking be crazy. Right, right. So you have right. to be able to tr- uh, partner with the right people and trust and believe in, in what they bring to the table because you can't do everything.
1: No, no, that's 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 great. And I've been learning that a lot as well like delegating and just sometimes just cutting things off and right. I mean, putting things on the table just throwing it away. Like, right. okay, that's not really <laughs> the best use of time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, and I, and, I, and I could appreciate that, man, because it's hard, man.
0: And the other thing, I don't like saying no to people, because sometimes people be like, I want to do it, but I just don't have the capacity or the time. But I, I don't like to say no, and I just think like, okay, uh, you just be persistent. And then when the time pre- presents itself, like, okay, I can do it now. Right. But sometimes I got to figure out a way to tell you, you know what, I, I really want to do that. I really like it, but this is not the right time. Just uh, keep uh, come back to me. That's me again and see where I'm at in my
1: head basically. You know what I, I heard a long time ago? Telling people no is a skill. Cause some no. people can't. Some people yeah. ain't really got thick skin. They care right. too much for what people think they want to be liked all the time. Right. But it's yeah. like sometimes saying no is what's better for you in the long run. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you know
0: what it is? I don't want to discourage you know, them. That's what I have to probably, It's it's me thinking about them. I don't because I tell them no, I don't want to discourage them from not doing it. Mm-hmm. I want you to still do it, even though I said no, still do it's a great idea, just that I can't do it right now. But still keep moving forward. So maybe I need to tell people
1: that. Absolutely, man. Even showing people how to do it. Right. And then just let them take, give them the information and run with it. You know, right. and, and you'd be surprised. That go a long way, man. You know, they'll send you gifts when they get their first million dollars or whatever the case right. may be. But you still manage to help them in some way, right. shape, or form. Now, whether they appreciate it or not, that depends on the type of person you're speaking to. But... That's a whole other story, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, no, that's that's awesome, man. And and I'm glad you highlighted it on balance because, you know, it's good for me to hear that, man, because that's another reason why I kind of you know, I was telling you before I was doing music, I was doing acting, I was doing mm. writing, all type of stuff. <laughs> and then when the pandemic hit, I couldn't get no acting jobs to save my life, bro. Right. So that's why I kind of started my own brokerage and started like, you know, facilitating transactions between governments and hospital for the PPE stuff. And then that slowed down when the global supply chain thing mm-hmm. shut down. So nothing right. was coming in. So then I got my real estate license and then just solely focusing on that. And so and that's been working out for me. So, you know, just positioning yourself in the right way, especially, you know, uh, industry that's recession-proof, that's COVID-proof, that you can still benefit from to kind of fund your dreams, I feel like, you know, can help a lot of entrepreneurs in this space. But um, but no, that's that's great, man. So which of your endeavors you say is working the best for you? Are they all working uh, great equally? Uh,
0: well, I'd say the one that's working the best right now is uh, the nonprofit and cannabis mm. and cryptocurrency. Mm. I forgot to mention cryptocurrency. So it's like, you know, cryptocurrency... Nonprofit, TV. I'm missing something. The artist. The, the artist. artist, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So, what's you know, What's bringing in the
1: money is cryptocurrency and the cannabis, right now. When you say crypto is bringing in the money, just investing in Bitcoin. You know, investing
0: in different uh, All cryptocurrencies, and and when they go up, you pull out what what went up. You know, yeah, exactly.
1: So during this bleeding that's happening in the crypto market, cause yeah, yeah I had to pull out a lot. No, you no, know don't
0: pull out. When it, when it drops, you don't want to pull out. You want to stay in. Yeah. You know, it, when people that pull out because you're gonna lose money, you pull out. Yeah, no. So you got you yeah. got to hold on because it's gonna go back up. Crypto it works like in waves. Mm-hmm. It works like emotions. You happy one day, you sad, you this.
1: You're that's how crypto market is. You know? what, what 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 cryptos are you excited about? That's gonna you know that you're real bullish on. I,
0: I kind of keep it simple. Um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then I have like a crypto advisor who tells me some of these other coins that I should get in, and I buy those, and when they rise. I take the profits out, and then also um, I'm a partner in a, a duo coin. Dua. It's a cryptocurrency platform. D O A. It's O D U W A. Mm. O D U W A, dua.io.
1: Can you talk about that project a little bit and what's going on with that?
0: Well, it's a crypto platform. Um, but, um, we put a lot of money behind it for like, you know, for well, probably for like seven years. Mm. It's like a cryptocurrency for Africa because a lot of people don't have banks, so they use this currency mm. uh, to trade and to ch- turn the African dollars into a dua coin. Mm. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really dope project. We just, uh, on December 3rd of 2021, we sponsored an event in Ghana, you know, uh, so people can learn more about the Dua coin. Okay, and Bright bill is one of the co founders. So, check out adua.io. O-D-U-W-A-I-O.
1: That's awesome. And how's that roadmap looking? You guys executing accordingly, or what?
0: Uh, we're we executing, uh, we're doing very uh, well. I think the, the coin is like at uh 75 cents, nice, yeah, yeah 75 cents, yeah, and it's on uh. A lot of those different um, exchanges? Like exchanges, like Coinbase and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's like I'm part of it, but I'm not deep into it. You right. see what I'm saying? I have the experts that are doing that part.
1: So a question yeah. for you. And, and, and like you said, the experts. Well, let's see. So how do you get a cryptocurrency coin on those exchanges? Like, what's that process? You, know, you have to
0: pay for it. Okay. To, this is something you got to pay for everything. You have to pay to get your coin on those
1: different exchanges. Mm-hmm. And the prices vary,
0: like... Mm. Prices vary, and then you have to negotiate as well. Mm. You can be anywhere from like fifty thousand to hundred thousand to get your uh, coin on exchange. Wow! Yeah, that's not really that much, uh, though. That's yeah, not, not, no, not. Because yeah. they, these platforms, they like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna charge you, but now you have all these eyeballs. Now people, now more people have access to get your coin. Mm. You know? Hell yeah! Like, I, yeah. like, it's the coin is not on Coinbase, but you can go to Coinbase and type it in, and you can see that. You can see how much it's worth, but it's not on Mm Coinbase.
1: You can't purchase it on Coinbase. How do you create your own cryptocurrency? Like, is it just straight software developers?
0: It's uh, software developing. It's, you know, working with different developers uh, to create it it on a different platform, yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's why, that's another good job, that's another good career to go into, software development. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah,
1: man, they're winning right now. Developers, graphic designers, all these 3D uh, animation artists, they're all winning right now. This whole digital market now that's that's great to hear man i mean wow man i mean it seems like you just you just can't be stopped man i mean what's add, what's what's adding fuel to this fire what's motivating you what's motivating
0: me to keep going i have to say that you know before i transition and leave this third dimension is that i want to exhaust all the god given ideas and the, ability the god has given me before i leave this earth mm. and uh, i want to leave this earth better then when I came in, mm-hmm. i want to leave my stamp on it. Okay, I made this better. I helped, I helped this many people. You know, it's like the domino effect. You know, you have one person, that person's going to help one person. Like Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror, if you just help one person, then that one person's going to help, help somebody else. It's like, you know, uh, when you when you love, people give love. When, 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 people, when people are... Uh, When people hate, they give hate. So it's like when people uh, sometimes uh, when people are molested, what happens is they molest people when they get older because that's what happened to them. You know, a lot of people uh, gave it to me, and that's why I'm 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 such a giving person. So, uh, but some some but you can't use that excuse to be you got molested or something bad happened to you when you were younger. You still have to be able to reverse that and not do that to other people because you know what it did to you. And that's when people probably have to get counseling and and things of that nature. Uh, So, um, yeah, I think I answered your question. No, you did, in
1: very detail, man. Congrats on that, man. I I think helping people is everyone's purpose. They just have to find their own niche and own way on how to do it and being of service. You know what I'm saying? I I was thinking that you got homeless people.
0: And you got people with all these houses, you know, with different rooms or like a 30-bedroom house, and there's only two people living in the house. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if everyone helped, who, who has a house, and has an extra room, help one homeless person for like six months to get on their feet. Mm-hmm. we end in the homeless. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> more of us that are doing well than there's homeless people. Right. So if one person just helped one homeless person for six months to get on their feet, then it'd be gone. Yeah
1: yeah man and, and it's just mind-boggling you know the homelessness situation in LA man it's like becoming really rampant and it's like it's like how can you put your finger on the reasoning behind it? some people blame it on you know mental health some people blame it on just bad luck you know right. what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it's like I wish we could do more I, wish we, I heard the city's trying to do a little bit more they're opening up different pods for, for the homelessness you know kind of cleaning up what's under the uh the the the, the pa- under the mm. past, you know, yes. clean that, clean that up a little bit. So yeah, man, my prayers go out to them man, cause you know, we only could do what we can do, you know. So right. So for all you
0: guys out there that wanna do a TV show, just come to the table with some money. And and sometimes if some people just have money and wanna be a part of something. It's always always good to invest in somebody else's project. But sometimes I invest in other people's projects. Not just TV or film, but it might be some other type of business in the camera. I like that. I want to be part of it. I don't have time to be hands-on, but I, I donate some money and, and get a return on it.
1: Yeah, get that EP credit. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, that, that credit takes you a long way in this in this town. That's for sure. When they ask you, what do you do? What have you done? You just right. show that resume.
0: Yeah. And it speaks for itself. So um, oh, something that we're doing with uh, Verizon, uh, the Baron J Foundation, we're going to be working with Verizon. And also, I just learned this yesterday <laughs> at, the, at the barbershop. You know, less than 24 hours. Alton Glass is the co-founder of GRX Immersive Labs. And he's like the number one African-American in virtual reality. And we're doing a virtual reality music app mm-hmm. for Verizon. We started it uh, two years ago, and we got it up and going. Then the pandemic happened. So now they're funding us again so as to, for us to complete it. Pharrell was the brand ambassador for the project, mm-hmm. but his contract ended, and Pharrell is over at Amazon now. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Alton. He's like, I was like, we need to get another brand ambassador. I said, like, what about Kanye West? Hey, he's like, yeah, you know, I said, but well, I know his, uh, I said one of my friends he manages Kanye West chef, and I can reach out to them and see if they get the proposal to Kanye West, mm-hmm. and if he likes it, he can negotiate with you know, Verizon himself and get him paid. You know, so I think that's something that Kanye should do, because it's for the youth, it's a virtual reality music app where kids can go virtual reality and make music music, mm-hmm. and export it out into reality. Mm-hmm. And that's a Kanye West. I think that'd be perfect for him from being from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, like, he, he, he enjoys working with the youth.
1: So, yeah. That right there. I love that idea, and I actually may have some additional partners for you. Um, remember the producers I was telling you about that I want to connect you with? So they actually have a big facility that's a music school where they have students mm-hmm. come in, they learn um, music production, contracts, and all that uh-huh. stuff. So that type of stuff that you're talking about can be embedded in their um, curriculum yes. to where you guys can kind of work together to you know, yeah. teach these students. That's you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, we'll, again, we'll yeah. talk about that off so camera and set it up. Um, but yeah, man, no, I, I, tell me a little bit about your, your cannabis endeavors. I know you said you was in cannabis. Tell me about that operation, you know, how you get in there, you know, how much time you dedicated to it since you got everything else going on. You know,
0: what? I never thought I would get into the cannabis business because I run a nonprofit and I work with kids. I think like, oh, how am I going to do that? And this is like seven years ago when cannabis became very popular in California, where you can open up a dispensary and things like that. And just like, people would come to me, I'm like getting cannabis. And I was like, oh, I'm the founder of a nonprofit, I work with kids. I'm going to be selling weed. Seem kind of weird, conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> but years later, things have changed and my mind has opened. And, um, and you know, one of my mentors, you know, told me about, you know, doing cannabis and, uh, I took a workshop, uh, me about cannabis in Oklahoma and also in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Those are like two of some of the easiest pathways to get to cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know, Oklahoma costs like $2,500 to get your license. License in Michigan is 6000 But if you live in a social equity, uh, City in Michigan, which is like majority of all cities, you get twenty five percent discount. So your license end up being forty five hundred instead of uh, four
1: thousand,
0: or forty five hundred instead of six thousand. So uh, when, I, when I when I took the class and I learned and being around other people, mm-hmm. so, so this is about this about the crowd you're hanging around with. Mm-hmm. When, uh, we were all learning together. It's like wow, I can do this. So I follow all the different steps that I'm supposed to do. Got my license, my transport licensing. In Oklahoma, it took maybe like you know three months to get that done. Okay. I couldn't do all of it in one day. I did a little bit at a time, like that. i said. This time, I'm gonna do that. I I did it in chunks. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if you had to walk, you know, from from your house to school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you do it in steps. So that's how I, that's how I got my license. And then I said, okay, I found, I found a realtor okay. He found me some land. Mm-hmm. My first realtor was able to do anything. Mm-hmm. I got a second realtor. He found land, two, probably two acres of land in Oklahoma. I purchased that. And then Jason Mitchell, the actor who played EZE, mm-hmm. he introduced me to his master grower in Oklahoma. And I just happened to be meeting with him. He I said, Yo, man, I got this master grower, eat this and that, this and that. And I said, He gave me his name. I called him, we bonded. And uh, he's a master grower in Oklahoma, and he's uh." Going to be growing for us and he's, he's, he's an equity partner in the business nice. you see that i can't do everything i'm not a fucking master grower i was going to have to look for one a master grower that had like eight people that i was going to select but mm-hmm. i met him and he's perfect because he lives there i have to move the body down to oklahoma anything like that
1: he lives already he's already growing so it just worked out perfect that's amazing man. Continue.
0: yeah so uh so it's like steps And it's like i got the land, but i don't there's no building on it. so we so we've got cement poured on there. Mm-hmm. That's one expense. And then we with the Versatube and uh, and got a, 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 it's like a Lego building that you put together. Mm-hmm. You know, we put, so that's happening right now. And that's done. Then we build the inside, get the electrical. So will be up and running in March. March. So just doing little by
1: little. Mm-hmm. And we'll be we up with our first view in March. Whew, man, congratulations on all your endeavors, man. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you, you gotta, plan, you got a formula, you got a system in place, and like you say, you're delegating it, you're putting a team together, letting them manage it, you're kind of overseeing everything, right. and that's the way to go, man, and you're doing a wonderful job, setting an example for our people, man, yeah. I, I mean, I know I just, you know, finally just met, but I'm very proud of you, man, keep thank this you. going, man, because you're an inspiration to me as well, just watching this journey, and you're doing a lot of the things I want to get into, man, and, uh, yeah, man, keep going, man, you're doing great, man, and I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. Hey, thank you, just, This is awesome, man. Hey,
0: guys out there, I'm going to tell you, uh, follow House Out of Order TV on Instagram. House Out of Order TV. Follow us there. Check out what we're doing. Check out the content. And also follow me on Instagram at my name, Baron J. Littleton. Baron J. Littleton. B-A-R-O-N-J-A-Y. Littleton, L-I-T-T-L-E-T-O-N. I'm pretty sure he's going to put that on the screen, you know, throughout the interview, so you know you're talking to so you can follow
1: us. Yep, so as he's talking, that. he's going to, yeah. see, you want to see the bouncing ball there, yeah. Baron J. Littleton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man, this has been another episode of Sleepers for Big man, the podcast. Uh-huh. You already know Barry J. Littleton, yeah. Johnny Vegas. Make sure you stay tuned for more episodes to come. Make sure you watch House Out of Order. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Shout out to Diplomacy for the merch. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thank you for watching. Peace. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billion every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire, I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billion every week. I ain't trying to make a friend, I just can't handle business.